TCU threw the ball 58 times with their backup quarterback today. And Josh Hoover threw for over 400 yards. TCU wins. They continue to defy expectations and basically do the opposite of at least what I expect. We'll talk about all of it and more next. Uh, it's Lockdown Horn Frogs, your team every day. TCU with a big win over BYU. You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. That's right, Lockdown Horn Frogs, your team every day. I'm your host, Stephen Simcox. Uh, the Horn Frogs win. They get a victory over BYU today, 44 to 11. And my goodness, what a performance. What a uh, hello to the world statement from Josh Hoover, their backup quarterback. As I said in the cold open there, 58 passing attempts today, 37 of 58 uh, for 439 yards, four touchdowns, and two interceptions. And honestly, one of those interceptions was a tip ball off a drop. The first one was in the red zone. It wasn't a great decision. Uh, you could tell what he was thinking. He's trying to loft the ball over a linebacker and, and hit J.P. Richardson in the end zone, but couldn't quite do it. But that was really it. I mean, those were the only warts on an incredible ball game. If you told me before the game that Josh was going to throw the ball 60 times, I don't even really know what I would have thought. I, I, I mean, I guess I, I, I would have thought they would have been in the ball game somehow because you don't typically get that many passing attempts unless – you know, it's, it's a close game, and you're kind of going back and forth with possessions. But just an incredible – I mean, this team, like, the last two weeks I've been uh, doing these shows after losses against West Virginia and against Iowa State where the West Virginia game, they just completely melt down in the second half. Um, against Iowa State, you know, just didn't play well from start to finish. The offense looked dead in the water, and they did a total 180 today. And this was more than just – I mean, sometimes you'll see a new quarterback come in the game and you'll get a bump from the backup QB simply because the team rallies around that person. They understand, like, okay, back's against the wall. Like, we have to we have to play better. We have to come together. We have to play complimentary football. Everybody has to step up and do their job. And if we do that, then we can account for some of the inexperience or some of the limitations that the offense might have with their backup quarterback. But this was more than that. I mean, this looked like a different offense. This was the most they've clicked all year on that side of the ball. Even in those wins against Houston and SMU, where I thought Chandler played really well, it felt like they left points on the board. And we talked about that after those games. You know, missed opportunities, red zone inefficiency, turning the ball over, whatever the case may be. Uh, and they had some, like, honestly, there were some of those same mistakes today. There were some silly penalties. Where like Jared Wiley was covered up by a lineman or a wide receiver, and he ends up being an ineligible receiver downfield. A couple interceptions, uh, some fourth down and third down in short situations where you couldn't convert, some drop passes. But the positives way outweighed the negatives, and they played so well on both sides. Really, all three phases. Special teams was great today too. This looked like a completely different football team, and they played so well in all three phases that it made up for their mistakes, it erased those mistakes. And I'll also say, and this is not me, like, taking any credit away from TCU, BYU played really poorly today. And, I, I mean, I think, you know, I'll go listen to Jake Hatch and his post-game show later and see what he thought about it. But their offense 
looked like TCU's offense the last two weeks. And I think a big part of that was what TCU was doing defensively. They were dominant today. Uh, but the offense also just looked confused, discombobbled, very strange coming off a bye week from Kalani Sataki's team. But TCU took advantage of it. They didn't, you know, play with their food, so to speak. They didn't see a team that was struggling and wasn't with it and wasn't playing well and, you know, let them hang around and allow it to be a one-score game. And they made plays in critical moments today. I thought that, you know, there are two drives for me that were huge keys. So, um, and, and I'll try to get to everything. I know I'm kind of scattered bringing these post-game shows. But two drives in my mind that were just massive in this football game. The first one, uh, BYU scores their first touchdown of the game. TCU's up 24-0 at the time. About midway through the second, about midway through the first half. BYU converts a fourth and five to Chase Roberts. They get down in the red zone. They score a touchdown. Then they get a two-point conversion. So it's 24 to 8. I believe the offense got the ball back with 345 left in the first half. And it's a pretty crucial drive because if you go three and out there or you don't uh, score in some capacity, you get the ball first in the second half, but you you run the risk of giving the ball back to BYU with time for them to go down and score again and make this a, a more competitive football game at halftime or a closer game at halftime. I mean, if they could somehow make it 24-15 or 24-16 or even 24-11 to before the half, that's a huge difference. But Josh Hoover engineers a scoring drive. He hit Savion Williams. You know, they marched down the field. He hit Savion Williams on a slant route in the end zone, threw it a little behind Savion. And I thought despite – Savion still caught it. I thought despite the drops, the wide receivers really helped him out today more than they have for most of the season. Like, they just played better as a group. But Savion makes a catch in the end zone, and so you go into halftime and you're up 31-8. to eight. Then you get the ball first in the second half. And the first two plays go nowhere, so it's third and ten. And BYU brings a blitz, which is something they did pretty much all day. And Hoover sees the blitz coming, uh, works out of the pocket, and gets first down with his legs. You know, it's the first time really all day, you know, he had moved around fine. But it was really the first time that he tucked the ball and ran and took off. He gets a huge gain. He gets a first down. Later in the drive, third and 10 in BYU territory. He uh, throws a dot to J.P. Richardson on on the sideline. J.P. catches it, moves the chains again. You score a touchdown to start the second half, and now it's 38-8 to before BYU even gets to touch the football in the second half. And you essentially kind of broke their will and changed the math of the football game with that huge lead which was just big time. Um, I thought the offensive line was good today. Now, you didn't run the football much, which was surprising to me, but here's what I'll say. It was clear and evident from the start. BYU said, we are going to load up the box. We don't want Imani Bailey to beat us. They were bringing a lot of pressure. And so there just wasn't a lot of, you know, there wasn't a lot of room to 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 be had running the football. So they kind of just abandoned it. And they were using a lot of quick game, a lot of slant patterns, stop routes. But, I mean, the intermediate and deep passing game was there. And Josh made some throws today, man. He had one to Jordan Bailey on a kind of a go route, seam route, down the sidelines that was just an absolute dime. Um, he was make, he was being decisive. He was making good decisions. He was making all the throws. He looked good. I mean, like, there's no way around it. He looked great today. Really couldn't ask for more than that. First time a, a TCU quarterback's gone over 400 yards since Chandler Morris did it against Baylor in his, uh, you know, backup quarterback crazy game when Max was hurt a few years back. And that, that stat came from Jamie Plunkett 
from two four seven sports. Uh, he works for Horn Frog Blitz. I thought, but I thought the O line did an amazing job in pass protection today. Couldn't really get push running the football, and they're gonna have to figure that out. I'll, I'll talk about that later on in the show because there were a few things today that I was like, man, you got to clean this up. O line's gonna have to run the ball at times, and uh, and just have a more balanced offense. But I mean, I didn't really think this was a possibility because you don't think if your backup QB coming in and throwing the ball over the yard like this. This is what Josh did in high school. I mean, Rockwall Heath, they threw the ball all over the place. <clears throat> and it was a lot of quick reads, fast decision-making, you know, accentuating the tempo of this offense. And he did a great job uh, just slinging the ball all over the place today. Now, the question is, how do defenses adjust? And how is TCU going to respond? And we'll see what happens down the road. But, man, what just what an absolute performance. From Josh in his offense today, Amani Bailey was effective. You know, a few times he did carry the football, and I thought the running backs were fantastic in pass protection this afternoon too. Like it wasn't just the O line; it was uh, Amani and Cam Cook at times stepping up and making plays and picking up blitzers and allowing Hoover time to make these throws and make these decisions. I mean, it was just an all-around really great performance. Um, by this offense. Grant Tilsdale came in and got some snaps. Luke Pardee. I was excited about that. I saw Luke Pardee in the game, um, which if you, if you remember before the Houston game, we had Ted Pardee, his father on, who played at Houston. His grandfather, Jack Pardee, was a legendary coach for the Cougars. But, I mean, like, you had your backups in the football game because you had such a big lead. You won by 30-plus points. It was just an incredible afternoon all the way around. Your leading receiver is J.P. Richardson, six catches, 104 yards. Uh, Savion Williams had six catches for 77. Jalen Robinson, seven catches for 68. Jordan Bailey had a few receptions. I mean, they still spread the ball around all over the place. But I think, like, he, here's what's clear to me. I think J.P. Richardson's your best receiver. I don't know if he's your clear number one alpha guy. You know, We've debated that all year long. But I think he's your best receiver. And I think Savion Williams is, is kind of right there with them. Your, your three guys are J.P., Savion, and Jalen Robinson. And then I think Dalen Wright's in that mix, too. Um, but, man, when, like, you got to shorten this rotation a little bit. Those guys, if they can stay healthy, those four, you can make it work with those. Um, and I really liked what I saw from them today. And, I mean, Josh was just throwing dimes all over the place. He, he had a few drops. Um, the receivers did on that one drive. He hit Dalen right. Could have been he could have led Dalen more up the field instead of going, you know, to his to his back shoulder. But Dalen dropped one. That was right in his hands on a deep ball. Uh, Joe Joe Earl had a drop. I think that was Major Everhard to let the ball go off his hands, and then the ball was intercepted by a BYU player. Just an absolutely incredible performance from Josh Hoover and this team. And they played complimentary football today. We'll talk about that next. The defense got it started with a pick six, and they just rolled from the jump today. A great performance from Joe Gillespie's defense. We'll discuss that next. Uh, it's Lockdown Horn Frogs, the short team every day. LinkedIn.com slash Lockdown College. You can post your job for free there. If you are hiring people, if you're in the business, if you have a small business, or you have to make, you know, high-stakes hires for your company, that's, that's a big deal. It's a huge responsibility. You want to make the right decision. It's just like recruiting. These coaches, they're evaluating players. They want players that not only are talented, but fit their system. 
and that fit the culture on the team. So you want to get this right. And that's why you need to use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs, I mean, it's where everybody goes to find work. I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm active there. It's how I found, you know, my job in the radio industry. It's how when I transitioned out of that, it's how I got connected with somebody into a completely different field. Everybody uses LinkedIn. It's the best place to go because you can cast a wide net. You can find great talent for your company. Uh, you can add your job posting the purple hashtag hiring frame on your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. They have simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions do apply. LinkedIn.com slash college. You really couldn't script this game any better for TCU. Like from start to finish, they did everything they wanted and more. And when you're playing with a young quarterback, it's so huge if you can find hidden points, whether that be on special teams, a big kickoff return, big punt return, or your defense forcing turnovers. And to start this football game, BYU runs a couple plays. They got third and five at their own 30. Keaton Slovis tries to find one of his receivers on the crossing pattern. Millard Bradford steps in front of the ball, picks it off, takes it to the house. Boom, you're up 7 nothing like a minute into the football game, which is exactly what you want. And then the defense follows that up with a three and out. So they go, you know, they get a pick six. BYU goes three and out. And... As soon as TCU touches the ball, for the first time Josh Huber touches the football, he's got a 7 nothing cushion, which is what you want. And they march right down the field. Um, Hoover hits J.P. Richardson for a 42-yard touchdown pass. And they're at 14 nothing, And the defense just kept getting stops. BYU didn't score until the Frogs were already up 24 to nothing in this football game. And by that time, they had eight points. An outstanding job by the secondary. Josh Newton was fantastic. You could tell he was confident in this game. He's confident in every game. But I think the film study for, was big for him this week. He just seemed to know exactly what BYU wanted to do. Had great coverage on the outside. Had one play where they were running the screen, and Josh basically ran the route for him. He blew up the play. He knew exactly where the ball was going. Uh, Avery Helm had a strip sack today on a corner blitz. And what was cool about that to me, it, you know, it wasn't just a, a straight pass to the QB. He had to fight off a block from the running back. So he comes off the edge. Running back tries to cut him. He's able to use his hands to get the running back out of the way. Pursues Keaton Slovis, strips the football, TC recovers. Another big moment in that football game, creating a turnover. Um, secondary was great all the way around. Shad Banks played an outstanding football game. He was flying around all over the place. Had a great stop on a second goal where um, he got out there and it was one-on-one with the running back, LJ Martin, and he made a huge a huge stop, a huge tackle in the open field. Uh, Jamoy Hodge was active as well. You know, he did some good stuff on some delayed blitzes. Defensive line was great. BYU could not run the football. That was really how the game started. They were trying to run the ball up the middle. Couldn't do it. Um, LJ Martin had 14 carries for 56 yards. BYU as a team averaged 2.8 yards per carry and only ran for 91 yards on the day. Just an outstanding effort from this defense. And to be truthful about it, Joe Gillespie, since that Colorado game, 
which was rough, and we all know what happened. It didn't seem like they were prepared for what Colorado was going to do. This defense has been fantastic since then. Gave up, I mean, gave up more points than you would want to Iowa State. But honestly, 27 points to Iowa State, 24 points to West Virginia. West Virginia put a lot of points up on Houston, a game they eventually lost on Friday night. But Garrett Green has shown that he's clearly the much better quarterback. Um, and they've got some juice with him playing QB. Held Houston out of the end zone. Did a really good job against SMU. You know, did what they were supposed to do against Nickel State. But this defense has bounced back in a massive way. They created turnovers today. They were aggressive. They picked up. And honestly, they didn't even really have to as much as I thought they would. But I, I said this week, I was like, the key for TCU is going to be, I know they can play sound fundamental football. And I think I thought they could kind of limit BYU at times. But can you make splash plays? Can you get sacks? Can you get tackles for loss? Can you create turnovers to allow your offense to settle in? And honestly, they didn't need to, but that pick six to start the game was big. Because you go up 7 nothing, then you get another three and out. And you get the ball right back. And the intensity was huge today. Also, they were rotating players in and out. A lot of young guys played today. I saw Ish Burdine get in the game, which I know he'd been dealing with an injury, the transfer from Mizzou a few years back. Um, so they were able to get player snaps, get players experience, which is great. This was the most complete game they played all year. But what I mean by the intensity, you know, you they only gave up three points in the second half. You've got a 30-point lead in the second half by the time BYU gets the ball, but they just refused to allow BYU to get easy, you know, easy points, to get garbage time scores. They kept getting stops. Had a big stop on a fourth and one in TCU territory. Um, that the game was already in hand by that time, but it was kind of the final nail on the coffin for the Cougars. Outstanding job by this TCU defense all the way around. Um, and you know, offensively, like Maybe this is maybe this is what Kendall Browse wants to do, and he just felt like he couldn't do it for whatever reason um, with Chandler at QB, and they unlocked something with Josh because of his ability to throw the ball all over the place. I think the surprise factor meant something in this ball game. Like I don't feel like BYU came into this game expecting TCU to throw it around the yard so much, and what Josh can do throwing the football looks pretty special, at least in this ball game. Um, they were blitzing, and they also played a lot of soft zone, and it just felt like they weren't fully prepared for a ball game where he was going to spread it out to a bunch of different weapons, and they weren't just going to run the ball up the middle 25, 30 times and hope for the best defensively. Um, golly, that was a, a fantastic performance from Josh Hoover and this offense. And like I said earlier, like they just look completely different. Now, you got to sustain it. That's the key. And we'll talk about the next. You have to keep it going. But even when this offense has been at its best this year, it didn't look like this. Like It wasn't clicking at this level. It, they weren't. They were efficient in the red zone today. Like He had a touchdown pass to Jared Wiley. He had one to Savion Williams on a slant pattern. I can't recall you know, exactly what their numbers were off the top. And honestly, they weren't, like, they weren't great on first and second down. They were okay at times, but they still had a lot of third and tens, third and longs. But he was able to convert them. I mean, he made plays. The offense made plays. Um, and, and they defied expectations in a huge way. The story of this season so far has just been whatever you think TCU is going to do, they kind of do the opposite. Aside from, like, Nickel State, that, that three-game stretch between Nickel State and the SMU game where they handled their business. Uh, when we come back, 
you got four wins now. That win was huge. I'll also, I'll also talk about a few things that I was not super happy about or just in the moment. I was like, man, what are we doing here? Uh, you're, this team's going to have to be able to run the football at some point. So we'll talk about that next here in Locked Up. FanDuel. I knew next to nothing about sports wagering before FanDuel came around and started sponsoring this podcast. I'm so happy they're here. There's all these great opportunities on FanDuel. Right now, go to FanDuel.com slash LockedUp and just put place a $5 bet down and get up to $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Again, if you place a $5 bet down, you get $200 in bonus bets, win or lose, and that's guaranteed. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. They have a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, basic money line bets, and more. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. They also have an app that is safe, secure, and it's easy to use. It is, it's not difficult to navigate and see exactly, you know, what am I betting on? What's happening? FanDuel makes it easy for you. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Uh, man, what a fantastic performance by this DCU team. We'll talk about that more next. It's Locked On Horn Frogs, your team every day. I was talking about the offensive line earlier, and uh, Steven Johnson on the four-star telegram, Josh Hoover's at the podium right now, he, he transcribed this quote. He said, Hoover said, I threw the ball 60 times and had no pressures. He's thankful for the O-line and his receivers helped him um, and supported him today. Yeah, the O-line, uh, the O-line blocked extremely well. Like They did a fantastic job. And that's a lot of pressure to put in the offensive line when you're throwing the ball that much. Now, the good news was most of it was quick game stuff, which helped a lot. Um, but still, that's a lot of dropbacks, and that's a lot of time that you're asking your O-line to protect the QB and uh, and make it happen. Sonny Dyke said he felt like this game was a gut check for the team. Um, he also said he wasn't surprised by Josh Hoover's debut, says Hoover's the most prepared person on the team, and it's the most complete game TCU has played all season. I think Matt Jennings jokingly said this on Twitter before the game. He was like, is Sonny just bad at evaluating QBs in fall camp? Which, I I don't know how much truth there is to that. I know, like, the, the narrative or the story with Max was basically, like, he didn't always make all the throws in practice, but when the game lights came on, he was just such a dude, such a competitor, such a gamer, that he always made plays, and especially in his last year, obviously. Um, I think they liked what they saw from Hoover in the offseason. I feel like Chandler had been around for a while. And they they saw what he could do. Uh, and Hoover didn't get a lot of first-team reps in fall camp. I don't know if he got any. I mean, I, I think they kind of just predetermined in their mind Chandler was going to be the guy when the game started. Things weren't working out, um, especially the last two weeks. I thought he played well against Houston and SMU. But the West Virginia game and, and the Iowa State game speak for themselves. And then he goes down with an injury, and now Josh plays fantastic in this game against uh, against BYU. Now, how do you sustain this, and what do you have to do? I mean, I think that's the key. <clears throat> We've seen before backup QBs come in and play well, and then as the year goes on, struggle. But this is a huge win for bowl eligibility purposes. Now you've got four victories, so you just need two more to get to six. And it looks like they're capable of doing more than that with Josh at the helm today. Um, this was a true air raid. Type of, type of night from Kendall Bryles and company. I mean, they were throwing the ball all over the place, and he was making all the throws. Can you protect him week in and week out like that? We'll see. 
you have to run the football with Amani Bailey more than you did today. Uh, and I think teams are going to back off a little bit. Like part of that is if you're throwing the ball like this, teams are going to stop just heating you up all the time and playing, you know, kind of soft zone in different situations because, <clears throat> I mean, Josh has shown that he can make these throws. One thing I did take issue with today, and I thought overall Kendall called a great game. I mean, throwing the ball that much worked out. But third and one and fourth and one. They had a third and one in the first quarter where it looked like an RPO. Uh, Josh pulled the ball from Amani Bailey and threw it to, I think it was Chase Curtis, and Chase ended up being short of the first down. And then they had fourth and like half a yard, and they run an empty set. And I know what people are going to say. Jack Best dropped the football. He ran a slant pattern. He was open. The throw was there. He dropped the ball. I get it. But why are you going empty set on fourth and one? Like, just run a QB sneak. Like, is that in the arsenal? I don't think they've done that all year long. And I know Chandler is kind of a slight guy. But still, everybody does this now. They do, you know, what they call a tush push. And it failed for BYU once today. But it's, I mean, it's got like a 99%, you know, approval rating. Or not approval rating, but it works. It works nine times out of ten. More than that, really. And TCU did it in the uh, playoff game against Michigan last year. They ran Jacarius Five. He was no longer there. In motion, he would get behind Max Duggan and push him. Like, run a QB sneak. Run the ball with Monty Bailey. Um, and I get the play call technically worked, <clears throat> but it didn't work because the result was not there, and it was dropped ball. If you don't trust this O-line to run the ball in short yardage situations, then you have to stop going for it on fourth and one. Like, if, if you don't think your O-line can get a yard, and Imani Bailey can get a yard, or you can do a QB sneak, then kick the field goal. Because it, it doesn't make sense. It, there's just too many things that can happen when you're throwing the ball like that in short yard situations. And if you want to throw it, at least bring your running back in the formation so that their defense thinks there's a chance that you could run the football. That was really my only grievance today. Had some drop passes, um, had some silly penalties, but overall, a really clean game, a great performance by TCU overall. Josh Hoover lights it up in a way that we really haven't seen this year. And now they play K-State on the road. So buckle up and get ready. But, man, what a fun game. What a complete performance by this football team. And a huge bounce back, gut check win. Frogs are now 4-3. and three. We'll cover it all week here on Lockdown Horn Frogs. It's your team. We do it every day.